Hello, and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, a podcast for all of that crap we love to talk about on Bravo. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Happy Monday. Or as I like Happy to call Monday. it, you're going to the Emmys tonight, and I'm not, you mother effer. Uh, <laughs> okay? <laughs> mother ever. Okay, Sutton. I am. I'm really excited. I'm like, it's the... You know, I, I I did I got to go to the Creative Arts Emmys, which was super fun, very cool. Saw like lots of celebrities like Amy Poehler and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which was cool. But like tonight is like the big big Emmys, and um, I I will be buried in the back of the auditorium, which is fine. And um, I just want to warn all the celebrities that if I come up to you and am being awkward then please just accept me. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I don't know. I'm like really excited. I, that's like I don't the know what it's going to be on like. Your car. <laughs> accept me. It's like an every, uh, that's an everyday warning. Okay. Any celebrities out there. <laughs> <laughs> accept me. I'm like, not, yeah, I'm, I'm not even telling them to like, to have patience with me. I'm just telling them just accept me. But um, I wonder actually if there are going to be any um, people from the Bravo world. Like I actually feel like, Andy will be there because he was in town. Was it Friday that they shot the Beverly Hills reunion Thursday or Friday? So he's in town. So I, I feel like Andy will be there, but I wonder if there'll be some other Bravo personalities there. Oh my God. I just licked the corner of my mouth. I was like, I'm becoming Kyle and Diana just talking about it. Um, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I want to, I, I, I'm not, but the thing is this, I am the plus one tonight. The reason I'm going is I'm going because Dom Dom is the one who got the invitation, not me. I, I'm not getting invited to the Emmys. So um, as a plus one, I'm going to be on good behavior, which means I'm not going to be doing things like taking photos with celebrities or whatever, unless it's like, you know, unless it's totally, totally, totally like Seal the Ward, you know? Susie Kurtz. Seal the um, Ward, I will approach. I will approach Seal the Ward. Um, Susie Kurtz, I will approach if she's there. Honestly, anyone from Sisters or the Extended Sisters universe. So I guess that means Paul Rudd and Ashley Judd are fair game. And even George Clooney, I'm sorry to say. So I'll be like, I'll just say, I loved you in <laughs> Sisters. Yeah, I wish I what could go just so I could walk around going, I hope the lady from Cold Case wins. Is she here? <laughs> I might, if I, if I see Marsha Gay Harden, I might make a case for a photo. Uh, I don't think she's on Gold Case, but where is the? You know, she's so on funny a new the show this year, Marsha Gay Harden. She is. It's called um, "So Help Me Todd." Like it, CBS just loves a really punny name for a show. <laughs> Every show is like that. So help me Todd. They really um, do. It's like my mom is a lawyer, and she says like <laughs> lawyerly is- things to her son. She, it's like driving, yeah. but with a lawyer mom. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, Have you ever yeah, had all to the drive with your lawyer like- mom? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all the commercials are like i'm his lawyer and his mom I'm like well sold yeah uh but the woman from cold case where is she i mean talk about a cold case where, where did she go i don't know that's why it would be fun like she's the most random person i can think of to just go to someone like super 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 famous like i don't know i don't really know who's super famous but you know i go to the lady from law and order special victims unit and be like you know what show's really good cold case or meryl streep (laughs) there's a better example just go up to her because you know she's at everything just go up to her and be like you know what i really loved cold case i've been watching it in reruns i hope that lady's here (laughs) and the meryl streep will say 
she is here, and then Meryl Streep will just get into character as the cold case woman, and she'll like lower her glasses and clear her throat, and sort of like close her eyes for for a long beat, and be like, "We found the murderer." I'm like, wow, Meryl, you really, you really got into that character. It only took us eighty years, but we got her. Um, that lady doesn't have an accent, Meryl. <laughs> did you did you know the New York Times recently had a piece where they talked about Meryl Streep how like she does a lot of glass work, glasses work when they're acting. And they compiled all these shots of her taking off her glasses or putting on glasses in so many different roles, like 40 different roles. They show her like at pivotal moments, she'll just take off her glasses. And that's like the Meryl Streep thing. And it's so true and amazing. You know, what's funny is like in modern times, um, a lot has changed for better and for worse. But I have to say one of the better things is the New York Times kind of becoming BuzzFeed. Hmm. It's Which nice Meryl Streep right? are you? Which yeah, Meryl Streep in glasses was. are you? Take this quiz. And then they had all these gifts. Like they had all what well, I well it wasn't gifts because the New York Times it was like little video things, little video loops. But it was like they even had like a giant like collage of Meryl with glasses. It was perfect. So I totally can see her being the cold case woman. Maybe like I feel like there's actually like this whole tier of actresses who are sort of on generic cop shows like cold case or like the profiler, or there was like the show that aired after the profiler where it was like, I'm a strong lady and I can get to the bottom of crime. And I want to know where all those actresses are. <laughs> Probably alcoholics, like in the shows that they're based on. Cause that's, it's like, I'm a tough lady cop, but I'm an alcoholic and have daddy issues. <laughs> so the point is um, here, speaking of daddy issues there, there's a way to get in. Um, it's Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion Part 1. Yeah. That's what we're doing today. So Tonight is Take a Seat. That's our live show over on Spotify Live. Ben will not be there, so I will be with Laura Shane Halls from... Oh, fantastic. Sexy Unique Podcast. So we'll be talking some Beverly Hills, some Vanderpump Rules Goss, talking to you guys a bunch. Uh, so join us. It's going to be a fun kind of all-skate kind of a night. And uh, yeah. Winter is Crappening comes out later today. Also, that's our Game of Thrones House of the Dragons episode, which was really good. So we'll be talking about that later. And um, today is Sheree doesn't pay her goddamn bills, still after all these years. Why did that infuriate me? We all know Sheree doesn't pay her bills. But I thought when Andy said, Sheree, you know, the rumors are you don't pay her bills, that she say that she would say, that's a lie. Of course I pay my bills. You know, I don't I don't pay one person, and then this rumor follows me around forever. But nope. She, <laughs> she's like, why would she's, I? <laughs> why would I pay for my bills? What the hell, yeah, Sheree? She, pay your bills. She, she has like a merit-based uh, billing system, it seems like. You know, like if she if she if she's happy with it, then she will pay. Which I get, I get the logic behind that, but the logic is flawed, and it would actually ruin our society because eventually people exploit that, and then they take it. They'll just say they're they're not happy, and then they don't pay. Well, so, hello, like, that's what she pay. does. That's, yeah, that's exactly what she does. That's terrible. Okay, so let's see. Um, the set is supposed to be Jamaica. But it's really just a bunch of birds in cages. I'm not really sure what's going on. And then they're on a kind of a platform with a moat around it. So they can't walk off. I mean, what are you trying to ruin the franchise? <laughs> I know. It was such a it was a strange design choice. It was actually, I think it's time to like maybe dial back some of these sets. Like they they're getting more and more elaborate. It's starting to look like, you know, a Broadway show. <laughs> they're and on a turntable. At the end of the day, you get nothing for nothing. <laughs> 
And this one you can <laughs> no, see for like the life of the <laughs> There's going to be a pantomime duel at the end of their reunion. <laughs> and then someone's going to say, on deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, seven. But, um... Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift really is all... just pawing at the couch. It's like, no, Taylor, get off. Cats. Andy, <laughs> Andy's like, my ring of keys. Okay, fun home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a moat, so there can't be a walk-off. Like, they take away the drawbridge even, so they can't walk that off. That was like, surprise. What are you going to jump off now? Are they going to have a swim-off? What if someone just got mad and started swimming laps around the moat? Yeah, why did they, yeah, why did they get rid of the bridge because, like, it wasn't on camera. I guess maybe for, like, the high shots, you can see the bridge. It just felt like a weird touch. And, and do we need them in a moat? I mean, is this <laughs> supposed to represent the island of Jamaica? And is it is that perhaps even, like, um, is that a, an issue if there's a fire? You know, like, now they have to, like, run through the moat, which then make, make them trip. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Well, I that's, think probably the one, too far. that's probably the one case where it would be a good thing that they're surrounded by a moat. You know? The fire can't get them. Well, I think the fire can get them still. No, oh. okay. I'm just gonna well, say. Sorry. I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. I think the I think the I think moat loses to fire. Okay. Well, sorry, production team. I tried to defend you on that one. Um, but the parrots, by the way, by the way, the parrots were a strange choice to me. I was actually surprised because parrots make noise. You know, like maybe fake parrots. Like, do I really yeah. need to hear chirping through this whole? At one point, the birds just started going crazy. You know, it was like <laughs> yeah. Nini walked back on set or something, and they just all started <laughs> bird boxing it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I just was surprised because you know, like you know who hates a noisy set, an AD, okay, an assistant director, and know who even hates it even more, the second AD. And you know who hates it the most, the second second. And God, they all have, they all get an attitude. Quiet on the set, please. Okay, we need quiet. And then they go up to every single extra and they mouth like aggressively, like, quiet, be quiet. We're, we're filming all the extras, are like, we know, except there's always that one extra who is like still trying to be extra. So, but like 80s are like so obnoxious. And I'm like, so you're going to put like, you're going to be obnoxious to everyone on the set, but you're going to be cool with, with parrots in a cage? Bothers me. Yeah. So everyone starts arriving. We get the, oh my God, look at you. You came to the reunion. And he's always shocked to see everybody at the um, job that he's the boss of. <laughs> so uh, Drew gets out of the car and she's trying to look like really Hollywood and fancy. She's got her sunglasses and she's kind of looking around the street like, mm, hello, I'm Drew. And then she trips falling in, which. <laughs> well, she. She, like, walks into the elevator too quickly, and so her shoulder clips the elevator door while it's still opening. And then she looks at the elevator door as if the elevator door attacked her. I'm like, Drew, you have to learn how to get into elevators, okay? I have been that (laughs) elevator door so many times where people just (laughs) run right into me and then look at me like I'm the asshole. Now? Yeah, I feel you, elevator door. I feel you. Okay, <laughs> that the nasty look she gave that elevator door to me revealed so much of who Drusadora really was like the sense <laughs> of entitlement, but also the rage and the prima donna in that moment. I'm like, Drew, you cannot, first of all, you cannot give attitude to an elevator door because it will not, it will not receive it because <laughs> it has no emotions. Okay, second of all, it's a door, it's moving at a consistent speed. Also, do you know how doors work? You walk through them once they're fully open. Yeah, I know how elevator doors work. God, I'm really realizing what an elevator door I am. Like, if you just tap me, I open up too much. 
Okay, so then um, the hairdresser is asking Sonia how she's feeling. Sonia, Sonia, how she's feeling. What is wrong with me today? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuck on the elevator thing. They ask how Sonia's feeling, and she's like, oh. I was like, let's wait to see how this is about the Olympics. Go. I feel like I'm getting ready for the Olympics. Like, okay. <laughs> and. <laughs> okay. Landed it. And then um, Drew is on the phone getting advice from Dr. Ken about this reunion. And, he, you know, I'm surprised he wasn't like, okay, here's what you got to do, Drew. Okay. So make a bet. If you talk over someone today, you have to give your husband sex every night for this <laughs> month. Go. Yeah. Well, I was like, wow. Even after the reaction to this doctor, you're starting the reunion off on the phone with him. That's a choice. Yeah. That's a choice. So then Marlo, everyone else is trying to pretend, you know, they're not thinking the truth. Marlo has no problem admitting it. She's like, I just want to know where I'm sitting. I'm really nervous about it. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and now Andy's like walking in and he's like, ah, Sheree, she had fashions. She had fashions. Triumphant Sheree. Ah. <laughs> And then he walks into Sonia's dressing room going, bop, 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 Jamaica, hey, bop, bop, boom, boom, pow, 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 pew, 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 pew. <laughs> He's like doing Yosemite Sam. And Marlo, by the way, she's put her, she like took a page out of Mariah from Marriage to Medicine. She has decorated her door. She put up sparkly letters that say Marlo on the outside. And Andy's like, wow, She's like, well, I made you smile. I'm glad, Andy, because I've done enough bitching below the belt this season. So I'm just here to apologize. And he's like, oh, God, this is the Marlowe I love. This one right here. Pew, pew, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, Drew is saying how she's really not looking forward to seeing Sheree. She by not done. So Drew is really like... She's really, really butthurt now about um, the whole, uh, this bill for her party city party. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, Sheree does owe $1,300, which is not an insignificant amount. But also, like, I kind of feel like Drew is bringing the energy of, like, someone who's had a deep, like, uh, vicious feud with someone, like, where they're, like, where, where terrible untruths have been said and secrets have been revealed and there's been irreparable damage like that's the energy drew is bringing to the situation and it's really just like sheree needs to pay her tab for some balloons and streamers yeah you know there's like different kinds of creditors you know you have let's say the mortgage company like if you do not pay your mortgage you are out on this and then there's like capital one he's like you owe us 57 dollars for a gym membership from six years ago drew thinks she's like amex but she's kind of capital one <laughs> Oh, wow. But I love that she's, I really do love that she's coming with <laughs> Capital One energy because Capital One will still act like Amex on the phone. They don't care. You know? Uh, spoken as someone like, who's I feel been like in debt with she's... every credit card out there, I can speak on this. I feel like Drew thinks she's Amex, but she's really a Costco card. Although I guess you don't have Costco card debt, but. I think she would still call up acting like she, you had debt. Like, you were here to collect your debt for Costco. It's like, you guys don't. That's not how a Costco card works, Drew. I smell sure hot dogs. Um, I feel overly chilled warehouse air. Are you Uda Hogging <laughs> on this Costco? <laughs> are you, 
You're just you're just method acting being in Costco right now. <laughs> Ow, you crashed into my cart. <sighs> oh, so then he goes into Candy's dressing room and he's like, You're worldwide, bitch. She's like, Yeah, that sounds grosser coming out of your mouth. Um, Drew is the first one out on the set and she's like, Oh, there's water. And Sonya comes out just like you'd think she would. Meanwhile, we're like 10 minutes into the show and people are, we're watching one by one as they come out. I'm like, okay, so they're going to be stretching out this reunion content. I get it. Kind of like us. I mean, how long did we talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Like my, my hopes of, of cornering someone from sisters at the Emmys. Yeah. I don't think we're ones to throw stones at this house. That's for sure. Not today. <laughs> no, we are a hundred percent allowed to throw stones. We're podcasters. It's like the podcaster, like oath of duty is to throw stones in extremely glass houses. Yeah. So, um, Drew's saying, Oh my God, the set feels like vacation. And Andy's like, it won't for long. Get ready. <laughs> And then they're like, okay, bring the bridge up. And then they like remove that bridge. And it was like, it was kind of crazy. Like they are just like locked into this strange, you know, like checkerboard square in a, in a moat of water. I mean, I, I believe fully that the producers are like, we're not going to have that interesting of a reunion. The best we can hope for is that someone falls into the moat and it becomes a viral <laughs> moment that we can show for years to come. I think that's the only reason why we have the moat. Yeah. Um, and Kenya and Sheree, no, Sheree and Marlo get first seat, which I thought was kind yeah. of odd. I mean, I can see Marlo getting it because she really did cause pretty much every fight, almost every fight this season, uh, even though most of them were a bunch of made up bullshit. But she's still like, I can see that. Sheree, I mean, congratulations on ordering some joggers off Alibaba, but. That gets you first seat? How? In what world? Well, I think it's by default because if you really think about each of the cast members, it's like Candy didn't have a major story. Kenya didn't have a – Kenya's issue was with Marlo. So I you, that was probably the biggest case would be to have Kenya go up like face-to-face with Marlo at the front. But Sheree was the one who had actually the more significant storylines. You know, she had Tyrone – she had the fashion show. She had, like, you know, Sheree's stuff was the stuff that I feel like we talked about the most. I mean, and Drew, there actually could have been an argument for Drew because she was sort of in the middle of a lot of messes. But does anyone want to put Drew as the first seat? So I think kind of just by default, it wound up that way. Yeah. Sheree just has better middle seat energy. She gives I agree. She gives better lines in the middle seat. On the first seat, she's a little too like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something. We're in the middle seat. She knows she doesn't really have to do anything except be shitty to other people. And it makes for a much more entertaining Sheree, I have to say. She doesn't have first seat energy. Yeah, but it was also probably, I'm sure there was something with Kenya where they're like, you know, they kind of have to like remind Kenya, like, who's the boss a little bit. Yes. Like, and I like, sure, I feel like there was like a subtle punishment to, to Kenya in there. I like that. Cause it looks like they were just trying to piss off Kenya because she did. Mm-hmm. She was pissed. You know, you could tell the yeah. whole time she was really annoying. And even though every time they said, well, you're your first seat. It's like every time they come back from commercial and he's like, I know you were in the middle of the sentence. I just wanted to add, wow, Sheree, you're in the first seat. Just so they could cut to Kenya's face smiling and kind of like smoothing out her dress and looking off into the distance. Yeah, because 
Kenya has been like a first seeder for a little while, I feel like. And, um, but you know, I mean, this also, by the way, do we know what the uh, seating arrangement is for the Beverly Hills reunion? Did we find that out? I think it's no? Kyle is first seat and I forget. Rinna, the, right? Rinna. Is Rinna. It Rinna? Yeah, I think Rinna and That's Kyle surprising. are the first seats. Well, I, I think that, I think the next sure. few weeks are when Rinna really loses it on the show. It's all that all the the season long meltdown that Rinna has been having online is about to finally come onto the show, I think. So I'm, I'm so sense. mad I can't be there for taking a seat tonight to talk about the tequila situation. Like, ugh, I know you guys are all going to be going in so hard, and I am so, so upset that I can't join. But Well, hey, you, know. you can anyway, always join a from a bathroom stall at the Emmys, you know? Just <laughs> if you see Dinah Madoff, or if you see, like, Mallory from Family Ties, just be like, I got Coke. And go into the bathroom and just say, just kidding, my cocaine is take a seat. Every Sunday night, like, every uh, Monday night at 7 p.m. Come on. Guys, I've got a special guest with me tonight. <laughs> it's Tina Yothers. <laughs> yeah. So Andy, anyway. so we're front, we're 20 minutes into this. So Andy's like, welcome! This is season four reunion. We're in a Jamaican-inspired set, attempting to channel good vibes. Good vibes. Hope no one's dress got stuck in Alaska. Uh, Andy's like, Kenya, how is the moment doing? She's like, hi, Andy, ha, 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 it's the renaissance. I might just pop out a new song. You won't break my soul. You won't break. All right. Okay, enough of riding Beyonce's coattails yet again. I know. Do you think Beyonce sits at home watching this shit? going i made a mistake like for the first i think <laughs> yes. this is like the first official mistake i made yeah i think she, like because it was like wasn't that just when when beyonce said when she said gone with the wind fabulous it was like an offhand thing right like that's <laughs> a lyric is like yeah i'm well, gone no, with the wind beyonce actually but didn't she actually say it in it was in it was a lyric yeah it's know. a lyric in one of her songs i'm gone with I, the wind fabulous oh i thought that she had quoted it in an interview well either way yeah, Beyonce, she's definitely regretted that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking up Beyonce, Gone with the Wind, Fabulous, because I if we get it wrong. Am, uh, yeah, you can't get Beyonce stuff wrong. I know. This will, is a gay channel. I'm sorry, Ronnie. You know? So. I, well, I, I, put us, I put us in the target, it, like the crosshairs of the beehive now by almost misdating something. No, she says, um, Beyonce says she was gone with the wind fabulous. While speaking with her fellow Destiny's Child bandmates, Beyonce was asked what she thought about their reunion during the show. So there you go. I was wrong. Oh yeah, so it was it was a it was a offhand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so look at that. I think Black Bill Gates was a lyric. So I'm getting my Beyonce housewife. Me boo was the lyric. <laughs> Sheba don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> is a new lyric. It's a new Beyonce song. <laughs> It'll be look forward to it on Renaissance Part Two. <laughs> uh, it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Andy's like, so Marlo, how's it being at your first full time reunion? And she's like, I have a first seat, Andy. He's like, Yes, Marlo, I know. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to interrupt Marlo for one second to say, Shuey, you've got the first chair. <laughs> In all the years, we've never sat next to each other. Which it's funny that he says that as if like, 
you know, uh, this is finally the fates have aligned and, and the, and like the moon is in this corner of the universe and the sun is in this corner and that has allowed Sheree to sit there. It's like, no, Bravo could have had her sitting there all this time, you know, <laughs> but like you said, she is middle seat energy. So there's that. Yeah. And Hey, um, that's not a diss. I mean, I think the middle seats can be the best. I think that's the best place to come from because you're kind of insecure. Like, you know, you're not at the bottom, but you're still kind of insecure because you're not at the top. And you have to scramble more in the reunion and make more of a mark, you know? Middle seats but get. But there's no place to put your hand. There's no place to put your elbows. Right. You it's like uncomfortable. It's pre- They make you uncomfortable on purpose, right? So yeah. Andy's saying, oh, I hear you're all booed up. <laughs> we'll get into that. Hello, Miss Worldwide, bitch. Who's a bitch? Who's worldwide? You don't bitch candy are you ready to speak on being worldwide you bitch she's like oh, okay it still still sounds really awkward coming out of you Andy. Okay. yeah she's like i'm about to speak on it she like sings it yeah. and then and andy's like drew you're not gonna throw any bones today are you I don't. I didn't even write down an answer from Drew. So Andy's, something about Petco. Yeah, I didn't write it down either. I was like, I can't. <laughs> so Andy's like, Andy's Jamaica. Bop, 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 bop. Hey, did we do Jamaica Brown, Sonia? She's like, Jamaica. Yeah, you 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 did you did great, Andy. Bop, bop, boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, that's that's enough. All right, you're transitioning into the guy from Police Academy now. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) so Andy's like, in the city of Atlanta, the role of bone collector is a sacred duty passed from housewife to housewife. But when the OG bone collector returned to the fold, did she claim her title or did a new bone collector rise to take her place? And then we get the Bone Collector segment, and they do like a little uh, game awarding bones to people, and they all come out even, with two bones each. So, ladies, who is the new Bone Collector? And Candy says, uh, Drew, because she brought a literal bone. (laughs) I mean, I think if you bring props, (laughs) you are officially the messiest one. Yeah, and then um, I guess he, I guess he asked Sonia about being a bone collector in training, and she's Sonia's like, I don't want to be a bone collector in training, and Sheree's like, Oh, but you did such a great job! You did such a great job! I would actually pay your bill for that. Yeah, and um, and then Drew <laughs> Drew starts talking. She's like, Well, Sheree left some bones, and Sheree's like, I love bones. Yes, because your little Chihuahua was doing your dirty work, so I gave her bones, and that's that's why I said bones. And then they just kind of stare at each other awkwardly, and Andy's looking back and forth like, wow, the first chair is going in a end chair. Let's watch him go. And they don't talk anymore. <laughs> There's like a few bird tweets. Yeah, the bird is the birds are like staring. Well, because honestly, like Drew sort of like um, she unraveled her or she like released her shade in such an awkward way because she wasn't like, yeah, well, uh, you know, I left Sheree some bones because she has a chihuahua doing her dirty work. So I gave her the bones. She didn't say it like that. She was like, yeah, I left I left some bones for her because <laughs> I, I mean, I tried to give her bones because like you have a chihuahua and the chihuahua is doing the dirty work. <laughs> So you have your bones. You're like, okay, Drew, come on. And she came Hurry so up. long after her turn that it was awkward by <laughs> the time she finally said it. It's like when you think of a way you're going to like end a fight. Like, I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to say this and this and this. But you're thinking of that in the elevator like 10 minutes after the fight happened. You know? It's literally me 
all the time. I do it all the time on this podcast, too, where like I watch the show and I'm like, oh, I have such a sassy remark to say about this. And then I get on the mic and I'm like, well, you know what? She shouldn't have sat in that chair because, I mean, the chair is just like, you know, a chair stupid and she was sitting on a chair. So like I, I and then I'm like trying just to get to the period <laughs> of the sentence and I can't get there yet. <laughs> that's funny um so a lot of awkward bird tweets which i thought was it's like the new crickets like they have their own cricket sounds so andy was like well drew you said sonya was the new bone collector but you were the one who told candy about kenya being mad about vibrating panties and then saray decides to come in too late and she's like well i just think you can't handle fatum that's the problem bone bone thrower and she's like i can't handle fatum yeah you can't handle fatum like that Tom Cruise, that Tom Cruise movie. You can't handle the Fatum. You can't handle the Fatum. <laughs> and Drew's like, I handled her. I handled her. I'm like, you didn't handle her. You threw a bone at her feet. But that literally, <laughs> like, like you, we just the, the show decided to move on from Fatum. But I guarantee Fatum is still somewhere saying, you want to throw a bone at me? You don't throw a bone at me? I'm going to throw a bone at you. You look at me. You're scared right now. You're scared right now. You don't want to look at my face when you throw a bone at me. <laughs> bone throw You're going to be the bone choker once I choke you with this bone. <laughs> so Andy's like, well, did you hear the question, Sheree? It seems like you just wanted Fatum to do your dirty work. And, you know, I would I said I wouldn't want Anthony to repeat that stuff. Oh, um, Sheree said, no, no, I wasn't doing, I wasn't making her do my dirty work. I was talking about stuff I heard from Anthony, but I didn't want Anthony to repeat that stuff because I don't think that Ralph is gay. And Drew's like, I don't believe that. That he's not gay? I mean, who is Anthony to you? Who is he? Is he your assistant? Your worker? And she's like, oh, you want to call Anthony? Let's call Anthony. Let's call him. And she whips out her phone from the couch cushions. And she's like, okay, call him. Okay, we'll call him. You better call him. I'm going to call him. Please don't call him. We're five minutes into this. Can we not start the calling? Yeah. (laughs) Listen, we have a very specific budget for Chirons, and we don't have the money to say on the phone, Anthony. Um. (laughs) I like that. I liked what drew whatever point she was trying to make. Who is he? Your helper? Your assistant? What? <laughs> well, first of all, kind of the same thing. I don't know what Drew was trying to like get to the bottom of there, you know? So um, she, Drew's like, Anthony calls my phone every day, honey. Every day, honey. Which is also funny because wasn't Anthony proven to be this like total you know, gossip? Fucking terrible, terrible telling everyone your husband's gay and she's still like yeah that's my that's my boy i talk to him every day, day. <laughs> so then marlo uh marlo oh marlo says and wait andy says kenya are Andy's you mad asking, yeah yeah God, reunion notes oh my god what a they're so annoying and, yeah, basically, i apologize andy's basically saying like kenya are you mad that marlo was saying you were driving lisa ray's range rover and Kenya's like, no, it's fine. I mean, we came up at the same time. And then she did an interview and uh, she said, Kenya, you can borrow my car anytime. Anything for Beyonce's muse. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive my Range Rover Renaissance anytime you want to. Bye, lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> so um drew's like you know you run around it, i don't care if he said it you're the one running around telling everybody and um talking to sonia sonia and she's like you're the one running around telling everybody you're a great runner that's it and sonia's like we've been on earth the same amount of time and you've only accomplished mediocrity at best i was like oh 
Well, she yeah. Well, she says she says I am so much more than a great runner. I've all the things I've been able to accomplish, everything I've been able to accomplish, and then you've been on the same earth at the same amount of time, and you've been only been able to accomplish mediocrity. I was like, well, I don't sense, I don't see any lies. <laughs> as far as I, I was like, Sonia has five gold medals, and Drew has uh, a. a a food kit with some shrimp in it. Well, that's not a fair fight. She's also got a very full IMDb. I don't think that's a very fair fight to be like an Olympic gold medalist and be like, I'm a gold medalist. You're mediocre. I mean, literally everybody's it's, mediocre compared to that, you know? Well, it's not a fair fight, but that's the whole point of winning medals, isn't it? So that way, no matter what you win every argument by default, you're like, well, I have gold medals. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay. It's like, look, I, I'm, guys, I, um, I, I, I invented a new a new type of chair. Really? Well, I've got gold medals. I know exactly. <laughs> I found the cure to cancer. Well, I've got five gold medals. Like, oh, well, that's you know, that's true. That is bigger. That is bigger. I didn't find the cure to five cancers, so I guess you won. Okay. So this is all because Kenya told San. Oh my God, Kenya told Sonia that Drew said she didn't have a mind of her own. That's what started this whole argument. So Drew's yeah. like, "Don't play me," and she goes, "You played yourself." Not very well, because you didn't win any medals, you <laughs> mediocre self-player. Drew's like, hold on one second. Okay, what would I be smelling right now? What would I be looking at? I'm doing the Uta Hagen method for me. So now we get a charade clip package. I played myself. And Andy's like, uh, congrats on a fashion show with fashions. I shed a little tear. Um, and Sheree's like, well, she by Sheree is finished. The website's not, uh, or any of the clothes you saw that I didn't pay the designer for stealing, allegedly. Um, but, you know, it's finished, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. There were so many hilarious, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely slightly dark, but there were a lot of hilarious tweets about how uh, Queen Elizabeth stayed alive just to see the She by Charade fashion <laughs> show. And then when she saw the prices on the website, she... That's terrible. She passed. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. People are so funny. Like even in like a time when like a, an icon dies or whatever, or like there, there's death, people still find funny ass shit. It's it's good. Anyway, so Andy's like, so are there going to be joggers for men with a dick imprint? No penis pocket, Andy. <laughs> but uh, if they're working with something, we're going to see it. Okay. And he's like, okay, well, hey, so, uh, you know, I got to ask, you know, like, when the pandemic was out, you know, people were wondering, like, with the CDC, like, when's the coronavirus be over? And they just kept on showing you saying September, spring, summer. <laughs> was that embarrassing for you that you became kind of like the face of, like, not really understanding timelines? What do you think? Well, it hurt Andy because I do everything I do in my life. For my family, Andy. It's all for the children. And Kenya's like, oh, come on, Sheree. We just kid you because we want you to win. It's like your house. We wanted you to win. Okay? We wanted you to get baseboards. And Andy's like, ladies, what did you think of She by Alibaba? And they're like, oh, my God, it was great. She had things on a runway from people. <laughs> That we're <laughs> yeah, not sure about really nice. but good for her, you know. And he's like, Yeah, nice. I love seeing ladies rally around ladies. Marlo, you were such a good friend to Sheree when she was down. 
Do you really have the president of Fendi on speed dial? Oh, I know that she does. Because she brought this lady and her tiny dog to watch what happens live. Oh, my God, I know the lady from Fendi. Okay, segment over. I know the lady from Fendi. Okay, <laughs> jumping in the moat now. Doing a lap. Doing a lap. Second lady from Fendi. Hey, Janice from Freeport says, Candy, you've been throwing a lot of shade on Sheree with your show. You speak on it. So let's speak on it. And Candy's like, well, to be clear, I'm always in support of She by Sheree. So, like, have I even been throwing shade? Like, yes, but, like, did she did she th- did she throw shade at me at my show? So Candy's like, I didn't throw shade at her, but I did throw shade at her because she threw shade at me. So then Sheree's like, well, when did I throw shade at you? And Candy's like, on the show. She's like, I guess we could, you know, clearly talk about when you and Marlo we're having a discussion outside because oh, because there was that scene where Marlo and and Sheree were like outside just talking about how Candy is only out for herself and like not helping anyone. And she's a hoe, and, and she's fucked everybody to get where she is. I mean, that was pretty bad. And Sheree's like, "What? What do you mean?" <laughs> also, this YouTube thing that Candy's doing. Uh, every clip they have of Candy talking shit is this YouTube. I mean, this YouTube gets a lot of play. On this, it's very uh, heavenly. <laughs> yeah, it's reminding a lot of what Doctor Heavenly was getting in trouble for. It is, and it looks kind of unfair because it makes it look like, oh, Candy's talking all this shit. Like she can talk all this shit behind everybody's back, but she can't do it on the actual show. But she didn't know that they were saying all this shit on the show, so she was just reacting yeah. to what already happened on the show. And it kind of makes yeah. her look like weird and defensive that she's like going on to defend herself, but she's talking about it every week, you know, because it's the show. Still Team Candy, yeah. in other words. So, um, yeah, so um, Kenya, she's a damn hoe Ken- and she fucked everyone for free. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, Kenya, a- yeah, Kenya's like, well, you know, Candy was rooting for you, Sheree. She's like, but then when people are sending me things about you talking about me every week on your show, I get it because I'm good clickbait. Kenny's like, you think I need you for clickbait? You definitely talk about me on the show. So please roll back the footage of her shitting me on the show. Okay. Can you please roll that back? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, so Sheree, it, <laughs> I love it now that that's a thing that like the, the members of the reunion are trying to actually prompt clip packages because sometimes <laughs> it happens. <laughs> And they're all becoming savvy to it. Yeah. And uh, Andy's like, Sheree, in your interview, you've not commented about Candy. Come on. And um, we see, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she sucked dick in the locker room. Uh, and she sucked dick everywhere else. And she did do Broadway, but that's just New York. It's not worldwide. And he's like, come on. You're all commenting about each other. And Sheree's like, well, she comments on me. She comments on me and Tyrone. And then we see clips of Candy basically talking about what a loser Tyrone is. But that's in defense of Sheree. It's not talking badly about Sheree. It's saying she deserves better, right? Yeah. So Andy's like, I want to move forward. So speaking of shading, Betty from Chicago asked Sheree, why do you constantly shade drop it with Drew when it took you 14 years to produce fashions that I can't even buy? And Sheree's like, (laughs) Well, 14 years, Betty, I am fashion, so I'm doing a fashion line. But she doesn't represent fitness or a workout. (laughs) I love that Sheree is like, I am fashion. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't represent fitness or working out. And then Sonya just looks away hilariously. Like she looks up at the... The balcony crowd. Like, that was good. So Doreen's yeah. like, um, excuse me, I represent wellness. Doreen says, you had surgery. She goes, I had a hysterectomy. I don't even have a uterus anymore. 
We all get stuff done. Breasts, booties, uterus work. And Sheree's like, what are you talking about, my booty? You're crazy. Squats, not dots, honey. Squats, not dots. <laughs> I think she said squats, not shots. Oh, like I was like, are dots really that high in calories? I was thinking about the like dots, dots you get from the mall, you know, that you peel <laughs> off the. <laughs> no, I think she meant like shots of like whatever filler or something. I mean, this is funny that Drew is now like revising her brand to be a wellness brand. It's like, no, every all your messaging is about losing weight. So it's about exercise and fitness. Don't say this is a wellness brand. You are not goop or poop or floop. Okay. <laughs> So the smell of my um, uterus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I mean, like the whole thing, like I had a whole hysterectomy. I don't even have a uterus anymore. Like I have sympathy for that, but it has nothing to do with the present. <laughs> it has nothing to do with drop it with Drew in the sense like you're like, it's not about like, hey, I'm navigating life after this experience. It's like, oh, I lost I lost 100 pounds in two days. <laughs> that's what your shit is. I was just thinking like, that's a lot of pain, but. Is it more pain than walking past the Dippin' Dots and not buying one every time you're at the mall? Like, sure, eh? Like, who wins here? <laughs> Squats, not dots. Squats, not dots. Um, so, so Drew's like, oh, sorry. Drew does like the whole, you know, the point of Drop It With Drew was that what I was going through as a woman. I've had three kids. I wanted my breasts to be back up. That's what I did for me. I was open about it. I would have liked some more support. I'm new to this. You've had struggles over the 14 years, and Candy's talked about that too. And I would have loved... To have had that support the way I gave support to my very own breasts, okay? And I didn't receive it. Yeah, I just didn't receive any support from women. I think the problem with it is because you did a before and after <laughs> with surgery yes. and said it was your diet plan, lady. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens commercial. So then the birds mm -hmm. are tweeting, because I don't believe this load of shit, you know? And Andy's like, well, both Chateau Charest and She by Charest took forever. So let's ask this question. Mindy from Minderson wants to know, is it true, Charest, that you don't pay your telephone bill? You don't pay your automobile? You don't pay your <laughs> Renaissance bill? Bop, 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 bop. Uh, I better... I better get a royalty for that. Sure, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, greatness takes time, and I work at my own pace. And my main focus, my children. I do it all for the children, Andy. All of it. Every single bit. I get out of bed for the children. He's like, your kids are grown, Sheree. She goes, well, they weren't grown for 14 years. So that's something. Yeah, Sheree doing the like doing it for the kids card is such hilarious bullshit. And Drew's like, so you don't pay anyone because of your kids? She goes, I pay the people who need to be paid. <laughs> and Drew's like, well, you didn't pay me. <laughs> it's just sort of like, that's the point, you idiot. <laughs> so Andy's like, Andy's like, well, you say I need to be, be pay people who need to be paid. Do people who send you bills get payment on those bills? And she's like, hmm. Depends what it is. What what a fucking answer. What is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? They all start laughing, and she goes, well, take, for instance, these dresses that we're all wearing. Marlo, you made a comment last night that you're not paying for your dress. And that makes sense, because someone did a job for you, but they did a horrible job. And Marlo's like, uh, no, I didn't say that. I said I'll talk shit about them, but I still pay everybody. You're wearing the dress. So you're going to try to not, and this isn't tomorrow, this is just Sheree. In your example, you're showing up in the dress. You pay for the fucking dress. What you, what's wrong with you? Yeah. 
Mar- well, Marla, I think even Marla said something like, well, I don't want them to talk about me the way they talk about charades, so I'm going to pay. <laughs> and Kenya's like, well, you still have to pay. When you contract someone, if you're not satisfied, it doesn't absolve you from paying them. You pay them and then don't use them again. And Sheree goes, so you're saying that if you have a contract, she goes, unless, it's, unless you have a contract that says you only pay if you're satisfied. And Sheree's like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand now because Kenya and Candy understand business. And Andy's like, well, I mean, if you don't like your haircut, do you pay the hairdresser? And she goes, I did, and I'm pissed that I paid. I'm very pissed that I paid. <laughs> and that's probably what happened with Miss Lawrence, why we never see him again, or her, or they. So then, um, why does Candy use off-camera in- Hey! Hey, let me get my Andy voice. Why does Candy use off-camera information against cast members on the show? Did not realize this was a thing that happened, but apparently someone, Sally from Beauty, picked up on this. So, you know, we have Phaedra dating while separated, and Dennis's tattoo, and Marlo dating your cousin, and now how Sheree pay for her house. And Candy's like, uh, 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 I like I'm me thrown under the bus. Like if a person throws me under the bus, I'm just responding with what I know. Yeah, and also like, isn't the point that they all know each other in real life and are friends in real life? You know, so yeah. stuff happens off the show. And she and Marlo's like, well, I'm going to respond now. Tell me if this is a lie or not. Okay, I got a call from Todd asking me about doing a show. True or false? True or false? That's all I want is a true or false. Yes or no answer. And Candy's like, um, no, you called first asking what you could do because, oh, so it's a lie then. Yes, he did not call you out of the blue. Oh, so I just called you out of the blue. She's like, yeah, you called us out of the blue. But why would I call you when you don't produce? This is Marlo. She's such a fucking liar. Yes, they do produce. She, how many shows does she have on Bravo alone? And then Todd yes. produced that Hollywood Divas thing. I'm not saying they produce the most successful things, but they do do it, and he does do that. And it would totally make sense that Marlo called and said, like, pitch a show for me. Yeah, and Candy's like, listen, you talked to me about what to do because at the time – you know, Marlo was not on the show for a while, and I was like, Todd, maybe we can help her out in some sort of way. And Marlo's like, no, say, say, say every, okay, let's just say everything Candy says is true. Theoretically, it's true, okay? <laughs> At the end, you do, ha- you have to do a contract, and the contract didn't make sense for me. And I said, no, I said, no, Candy. And you have, and you have not been able to say, hey, you're a businesswoman. The contract did not make sense. Basically, she's like, the contract didn't make sense to me and I moved on, but you keep talking about the fact that like, oh, you got me a show and like I was ungrateful, you know? Right. And then we see a clip of Candy saying, yeah, you know, this is a woman I got a whole show for. And Candy says, the only reason this is even a topic is because you got on this show this season and said, I never try to help anybody. And I'm saying, yes, I did. I got her another show. Like, what are you saying? I don't help anybody. I literally got you a show. By the way, the 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 show the producers shaded Candy a little bit because Candy said, "Listen, she's like, I let the show go. I'm I'm over it. I'm over the." She basically says, "I'm over the fact that I got you a show." And then it goes one week earlier. I got her another show. Like so, they were definitely like, "She was still talking about it." But anyway, Candy. Well, she's talking like, about it because Marlo's out there saying she doesn't do anything for people, and Candy's like, "I literally gave this woman who had nothing a show." She didn't say, like, I got her a show. She wouldn't even sign the contract or anything like that. She just said, you know, Marlo's trying to move the goalposts, you know. 
And Marlo's like, you didn't help me. Todd helped me, but you didn't help me. And Candy's like, that is a lie, Marlo. That is a lie. I'm like, say it, Candy. Don't say that is the lie. Just say the lies, the lies. So, Marlo, you admit that Todd tried to help you. Then why were you on TV saying that, you know, Candy disrespects Todd and all this other stuff? Marlo just... She's, you know that Marlo's full of shit, but she can still enrage me because people like this make me crazy. It's like you're saying a lie, but you just say it loudly enough and just keep changing the sentence structure around, you know, until everyone's like, yeah. oh, Marlo, Marlo's totally right. Candy's just mad that Marlo didn't like the contract because they were trying to screw Marlo over. Now it's become something that Candy and Todd have tried to screw Marlo in some way. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And Candy's just furious. Her voice is just like in that weird, like that 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 high pitched voice now. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that is so annoying that you're I tried to help you multiple times. Just with <laughs> you know, she's just she's like like I tried to help you and you come onto a platform with millions of people saying that I don't help. Yes. She's like, I tried to get her a show. I got her jobs. If I can't do something and I say I put you on Marlo on this job. She's saying like even when she gets appearance fees and stuff that she can't make, she suggests Marlo gets it so andy's like yeah and besides she pitches shows all the time remember the one about mama joyce on skis <laughs> that was a good pitch <laughs> she actually stood on top of the desk and started criticizing tom and uh todd and pantomiming that she was skiing that was a good pitch candy that was a good one oh i really like the one where that nora goes to basic training oh that was a great <laughs> show almost picked that one up <laughs> so marlo's like well i don't know that she pitches shows so candy yells at her you know basically freaking out that this woman is such an asshole and then marlo tries to do this shocked face like oh, i can't believe that she would yell at me like this on tv marlo you are so fucking ungrateful you deserve nothing you deserve nothing so marlo is like okay name three times you've tried to help name three she literally just named Three times, okay? She tried to get you a show. She gets you jobs. And if she can't do something, she says she put, She says she says tries to get you put on the job. <laughs> She's like, I got CNN to rename their headquarters after the Marlo Hampton <laughs> Center for News. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> so uh, they're yelling over Sheree and Andy. And Sheree's like, excuse me, this is my section over here. Okay, this is my time <laughs> to talk. So uh, Andy is like, Sheree, Reno from Sweeney wants to know, you said on Watch What Happens Live, which is the show that I'm on, that the sex with Tyrone isn't good. Was that why you weren't eager to get it in when he got home? <laughs> no, we got it in. Oh, so then how did you move to abstinence? She goes, Andy, I couldn't take it anymore. I wasn't. I wasn't satisfied. You know how difficult it is to go from football D to Tyrone D? It's difficult. It wasn't good. So he's like, okay, well, looking back on your relationship with Tyrone, do you now think he was using you? There's really only one answer for this. And she's like, yes, because before we started taping, he was trying to do deals. And uh, and then there was lawyers, and then they wanted me to sign things saying he was not an – but I had to sign something saying he wasn't an actual housewife. 
But then I didn't sign. I was very confused what Sheree was saying. I'm not going to lie. I, I have didn't no idea either. I actually rewound this twice because I didn't <laughs> I understand. I did three times. Because they made it sound like she just made a big point, and I didn't get it. She says, before we started taping, he was trying to do deals outside of, like he didn't tell me. He sent me an email from his attorney saying he didn't know he was going to be on camera, and he brought these papers, and I think he's mad that I didn't sign them. What does any of that yeah, mean? Yeah, I didn't. It was, I, I eventually was just like, let Ronnie figure this one out. I couldn't. I, I like, tried. I was like, throw to Ronnie. Throw to Ronnie. I, I had like couldn't. A and I was curious, like, is he trying to sell shows based on her success? I mean, I don't know. So um, Andy's like, well, Susan's from Sarandon asks if your coochie cleanse helps you get over Tyrone. And we've officially talked about fucking everything on this fucking show. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> PAs, all right? Is this the person who orders these fucking birds? And the bird's like, tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> all right. I'm not even going to wait to hear the answer to that. Let's talk about the new news. Hey, Sheree, what can you tell me about the new boo? She's like, he's a nice guy. And uh, they've been dating for a few months. For some reason, they're very reluctant to say his name. Is it maybe? So his name is Mar- Martel Holt. And I guess because he's on a different, he's on a different network. He's on, um, he's actually on a Carlos King show, Love and Marriage Huntsville. And so um, they don't say his name, say his name, say his name. No one is around you. Someone's gonna <laughs> say his name anyway. So uh, we're just gonna weave in awkward Beyonce references all episode, I guess. So they've been dating for a few months, and so she's Sheree's saying, "Oh yeah, we we've been dating for a few months." And Andy goes, "What does he do?" And she goes, "Who? The guy? <laughs> your boo?" She goes, "Well, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, um, dating anybody. It's not serious. It's day by day, Andy." Which is funny because that's like one day at a time. The alcoholics, <laughs> it's like the addict thing to say, and Sheree addicted. To bad men. And so Andy's like, and uh, you feel comfortable around him? And Kenya's like, well, she feels something. I don't know if it's comfort. Ha 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 That's the middle seat energy you're getting there, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so Sheree is saying, like, you know, he's on another show. He also does real estate and has a wine line, which to me, I feel like those are enough red flags as it is. Right. Real estate and wine line. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just having some fun. All right, well, uh, Moment in the Woods would like to know, why are you going to get with him after what he did with his ex-wife? Did you ignore the red flags? We're going to be pretty cryptic about this to the audience, so hopefully you guys can go Google it. So, of course, I did Google, and and this guy, he was married He was married to his ex. In fact, I remember when they were married, I feel like somehow I, I like saw them on something where they were like, we've got a great marriage. And then it turns out that he had a had he had a mistress for seven years that he had a baby with. So I'm like, Sheree. Sheree. You need to work on the judgment. It's okay? not a red flag. It's, it's like a red duvet. Okay? It's terrible. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's like a, a red tarp that you put on a cliffside to make sure there's no mudslides. Okay? Yeah. And Sheree's like, well, we all ignore red flags. And goes, Really? <laughs> He's like, okay, well, what did he do to the ex-wife? And then she just kind of looks like, uh, I don't know. And Kenya's like, cheated, had a baby, multiple times. <laughs> well, watching the show, his show, on a different network, he's someone I would never ever think would be someone I'd want to talk to or, or date. Almost like a person actively in prison. 
But of course, he's an attractive guy, and I don't care about that. I don't care about his looks, you know? And Kenny goes, yeah, we know you don't like care about looks. We met Bob. <laughs> Middle seat. Middle seat. <laughs> Sure, it cracks up and she's like, oh, did you hear that, Jade? Did you hear that, Jade? And it goes, we heard it. We all heard it. And the birds just go crazy tweeting. The birds are like, ah! They're laughing. They're like, she's a great middle seat. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> great middle seat energy. Tweet, 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 tweet. Bop, 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 bop. And Sheree's like, getting to know him, he's a totally different person. And Sonia's like, well, one thing I'll say about you, Sheree, is you don't care what people think. And everybody just looks at Sheree like, wow, you're so brave, Sheree. She's like, yes, I do it for the children. I do it for the children. Sheree, we wish you the best, but just know Bravo will not be funding any sorry he cheated on you uh, get feel better parties this season because we already did it. So you're on your own for this one. Hey. Let's talk about this. Sonia, well, Sonia and Drew were fast friends who turned into faster frenemies. Metaphorically, of course, because we, as we saw, Drew is a very slow runner who injures herself. It seems like the only thing that Sonia wanted to drop with Drew was Drew herself. <laughs> so Drew says that she is upset because they were building a friendship and i mean you came to my 77 year old mother's birthday okay and you met shamia there so don't make it seem like i did something wrong don't give extra energy either because you were calm a second ago and sonia's like um you want to know what you did you want to know what you did i was like oh god these two these two this fight is about nothing okay and i love how like upset they both get about it because this yeah. fight is nothing. You were forced to be friends for the show, and she doesn't like you. And that's it. Yeah. And why are you acting like being invited to your mom's birthday is doing somebody a favor? Okay? You came to my 77-year-old you... mother's birthday. Ah, <laughs> oh, pastor. It's so true to do that, to, like, make a big deal off of, like, a non-notable like notable birthday, like, 77. I mean, it's great that she's 77, and she looks amazing for 77. But, but like, it's not like after everything yet. I gave you, you came to my mother's birthday. <laughs> I invited you to hang out with several elderly people, and this is how you repay me. <laughs> so, um, so then Sonia's like, well... Um, Basically, Sonia's like, well, because Drew lied. She lied on me. So she said, this. it goes back to the situation when they were in New York. And, um, you know, Drew had claimed that she felt blindsided by Sonia, saying that she, like, felt uh, a certain sort of way about Drew. And Sonia's now saying, like, you said that we didn't have a conversation. You said that, like, I, like, used your free glam and then talked shit about you afterwards. But actually, I did have a conversation that was off camera with you and Ralph and the ma- – well, with you in front of Ralph and the makeup artist. And, you know, what? and Drew, today you are going to be honest because I know, God knows, and Ralph knows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and basically, she's saying, I went to your hotel room in private so you wouldn't be blindsided on camera when I brought this conversation up. And I said that I talked to Kenya. But then when we got in a group, then you acted like, then you blindsided me. And I'm like, blindsided? Who cares? The conversation was still the same. Okay? You didn't like Drew. You told Kenya you didn't like Drew. What's the big deal? Drew was just acting blindsided that you didn't like her, which is kind of true because Drew didn't do anything to you. I mean, I can understand not liking Drew, but Drew didn't do anything to you. Like, why are you so upset with Drew? 
Well, well, yeah. Well, she, well, she was saying honestly, she wasn't even that. I don't think that she even was upset with Drew. She was more like, "Oh, Drew's not as cool as I thought she was when I first met her." Like that was pretty much what she said. She told Kenya more or less because she said. When I first met Drew, she was jovial and fun and lighthearted. And then Drew said that sometimes she has issues with the girls and that she's not confrontational, but that's how they see me. But then as she got to know Drew, she knows that Drew was in the middle of like every argument and was confrontational. And she was like, oh, so Drew is this person that she claims that she's that she isn't. And that was sort of like made Sonia be like, eh, not so into Drew. And that's kind of what she conveyed to Kenya. And then she told Drew... By the way, I, I did say this to Kenya, and then Drew's acting all like, oh, you talk behind my, like, like Drew acting like they never had that, like she didn't give, I don't know, so stupid, but that was the gist of it. <laughs> so Drew's like, well, first of all, it was on camera, because there was a producer camera there, and she goes, no, you tell the truth, Drew, and she's like, can I speak? Can I speak? You overtalk me, Drew, you overtalk me, can I speak? You overtalk me, you overtalk me, you overtalk me. And then um, Andy's like, Drew, why do you spend so much time overtalking people, okay? Mayo from Nays wants to know, Drew, is this why you can't resolve issues with Ralph? Um, also, because Ralph is a fucking asshole, Mayo from Nays, okay? And Drew's like, well, Andy, I do try. I'm a work in progress, okay? I- <laughs> never, never say Like, that, that, we're talking about red flags. Anytime anyone says I'm a work in progress, that is my new biggest red flag. And it's a line right out of Ralph's book, too, which shows that they're perfect for each other. So Andy's like, Sonia, how did you feel when Marlo agreed that you were clout chasing? And she's like, well, you know, Marlo didn't really know me then, so she didn't know that I wasn't a clout chaser. He goes, well, you did ask for the biggest platforms to be there. I mean, it's not bad to ask the biggest influencers to help you promote your program. I mean, it makes sense. And then we see a chart of all their Twitter followers, and it's so funny the way Candy's just keeps going it's like bloop, bloop, <laughs> it's so big bloop, bloop. And, Son- and sonia's like no i wasn't a clout chaser because i originally invited drew and she doesn't have the most followers so why would i invite her then i didn't which is <laughs> like just like yeah drew with her sad you know five hundred thousand or so followers which because i didn't even ask them to post it on their social media and i no, i was then Sonia starts doing the like now comes the soap opera moment. She's like, she's like, I was genuinely trying to get to know everyone. And I was like really hurt because true, I honestly feel like, you know, you have to stop acting and start being real. I came on this platform to be everyone's friends. And the fact that you would come on here and still flip it on me, like, you are not cool, bro. You are not cool, bro. <laughs> and she cries and she goes, I don't want to talk about it. And Drew goes, but you've been talking about it. She goes, don't, Drew, don't. And Drew says, you're so angry. And she's like, because you're lying. And Andy's like, Drew, she's crying. And she goes, no, she's not. There's Those are tears, Andy. There's just tears coming out. And he goes, that's crying. Okay. <laughs> and she's not a trained <laughs> actress. She's not even doing the Uda Hagen method. Yes, she is. Sonia, what are you smelling right now? Your perfume? No, what are you smelling? I know what you're smelling, right? You are a little girl whose mother has left her in a supermarket. Okay, tell me about the things on the shelves. I'm not doing Uda Hagen, Drew. So Andy asks if this is a friendship breaker or is there hope for this friendship? And Drew's like, I said what I said. She's a flip-flopper. Sheree, what do you think about that? And Sheree goes, well, I don't know about flip-flopper, but I know that, you know, Drew's a liar, so 
Yeah. She's like, she was known as a liar. So then we move on to the Marlo segment, and um, uh, Andy's like, Marlo, it was really nice getting to see you with your mom. How was the rest of your visit? Did she get to connect with the boys? So Marlo starts to cry because basically, you know, it was a really good visit, but afterwards her mom went back to her old ways of just not being there, not being a good grandma, and, and all this other stuff. And she talks about how, you know, like her mom had a rough childhood because her grandma didn't know how to be a good mom, et cetera. So, like, her mom didn't really learn. And she just wants her mom to be there because, like, some, you know, if she has a bad day, she wants to be able to call up her mom and, and you know, and talk to her. Yeah, so we get Marlo's whole story, basically. She, she like, has a whole segment about how she grew up and how her mom beat her and she ran away when she was 10 years old and then went from – family to family one was abusive the next one uh moved her to saint petersburg and uh the mom actually she came home from school one day and she was really happy in this home but the lady was strict and she was telling people this lady is so strict and so she came home one day from school and the lady said you have to leave because you're shit talking basically you're telling everyone i'm strict and i care about my reputation and so then she got kicked out of the next one. And then, I mean, it's really sad. The whole thing is. It's real. The, super the sad. one that was saddest was that when she wound up, she wound up at a house that she really thought was going to be like her, her new true home. But then, uh, the, uh, the sister, the, the, her foster mom's biological daughter was feeling like she wasn't getting attention. So the mom kicked her out. And then that's the thing that kind of sent her down the bat, like a path of like bad behavior and, and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, she had to sort of figure out figure out life on her own from that point. It was actually it was like incredibly heartbreaking story. And the the ladies are saying they didn't know like how deep all of this went. Basically, they didn't know all the details. And Marlo says, "Well, Anthony knows stuff, not the assistant, but uh, um, Canty's godbrother." And yeah. so she's like, "Yeah, you know, Anthony knows. He was there for me. Yeah, I used to date Candy's godbrother." And Candy says, "Yeah, before housewives. So we've known each other for over fourteen years." Which kind of goes back to Candy also getting Marlo on Housewives, you know, which yeah. people also don't think. So when Marlo's like, list one thing you've done for, list three things you you're sitting in this fucking chair. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. So Andy, I mean, I think it's clear that Marlo does not trust when when people do good things for Marlo. She she always bites the hand that feeds her because I think that she doesn't trust those hands. I mean, just listen to these experiences, people that take her in and then kick her out. So she, I think she's just trying to get the first shot in before they can, you know, metaphorically kick her out, which is just so sad. Yeah. So he's like, um, well, it makes me wonder, was it a big deal getting a peach because you just wanted to be wanted? And she's like, yeah, because I always feel like I'm not wanted and I'm not worthy. And then, you know, people say I'm not worthy to be here or I'm too ghetto or stuff like that. And I, I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? And Andy's like, well, Kenya, Marlo was Marlo. Was Marlo what you thought she would be on this show? And Kenya says, no, because instead of showing people she had a great heart and was a good friend, she went the opposite way. Wow. Well, in New York, she showed you she could be a good friend. Remember, she like gave you a pep talk outside of pizzeria. And Kenya's like, um, I think the term great friend is a stretch. <laughs> like, I would use the term great friend perhaps with like, oh, Beyonce is my great friend. <laughs> 
And she's like, yeah, well, it felt good because I watched the episodes and, you know, there's one scene where I'm sleeping on her shoulder on a bus. And then there's a scene where I'm talking to Brooklyn. And so that felt really good. And Kenny's like, yeah. And then you turned around and weaponized shit against me, you know, and like weaponized shit I was going through with my husband against me, you know, so that was a phony moment. And she's like, I didn't say anything about her husband. And Kenya just laughs, like, come on, let's not Donald Trump this. Like, you did many times. And she did. And that's the thing with Marlo, you know. And I have to say, as cold as it seems for Kenya to be still kind of going in, like, Kenya doesn't even give a fuck. It's been a 10-minute segment on Marlo's life. And it has been really, really sad. And I have to actually, and it was shocking me saying this, but I have to actually kind of credit Kenya for not letting it not letting her get away with just over painting over all of that shit and acting like, oh, I'm I'm just such a good person. I'm just wounded. Kenny was like, no, this is bullshit. You can't ask me why I'm mad at her for being a bad friend. She's a fucking terrible friend. Like she was saying, you know, your husband. That's why your husband doesn't want you or whatever she was saying. Like, ugh, ugh. maybe Kenya, maybe Kenya is able to see through or or not let this act. Um, distract her because kenya is so good at pulling the exact same yes every season yes well, that's so true. um uh i mean i felt from uh, yeah i i i can i feel like i feel for marlo incredibly because i feel like i see why she does all she why she can be so heinous is really like it stems from this like trauma as a, as a child but at the same time though like just because you can understand the heinous behavior does not mean that it's like like you're fine with receiving less heinous, the heinous you right know? like it doesn't make you know. the behavior less heinous but so. that being said kenya has also been one to talk about being abandoned and my mom and da, 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 which i'm not saying it in a way to dismiss those things but kenya has often asked for forgiveness um because of also her similar very very similar uh childhood you know no, traumas that she has endured as well yeah so um anyway so basically kenya's like yeah she well she weaponizes all that against me and it's bullshit by the way marlo also revised she's so funny the way she revises she's like i never said anything about mark she's like yes you did she's like i never said anything about him while we were friends <laughs> i was like oh okay that's how so now once you guys start fighting then you were allowed to say stuff about him got it yeah so this has all led to problems with ben and, um, you know, she's like, listen, running away from home at 10 and being in five different foster homes, you can imagine the things that I've had to do to survive, you know. And so they want to call me a whore and a prostitute, but they can't name one man I slept with just because I like fashion. They're all like, you know, it's like she has me and then she's like, they just don't like me because I like fashion. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, that's not the po- that's not the point, you know. And Kenya's like, um, "Can I say something?" That's not true. And it's like, "Dun dun dun." Yeah, that's that's the cliffhanger. So next week we'll have to see how what how this all plays out. But um, yeah, that was the uh, the first first episode. No one fell in the moat. A little sad. I would have liked the something to fall in the moat. I would have liked also a bird to get loose because um, whenever a bird gets loose at a reunion, it's always funny. But um, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, that stuff with Marlo is tricky because it's so sad. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, but we've all seen what you're doing on TV. So it's hard because it's like, I don't not feel like, I guess you could feel for somebody and still disagree with them. I guess that's the point. You, you know? can feel for someone. Um, 
I think Marlo has to start really working at it a little bit more. You know, I don't know what sort of therapy she goes to, um, if any, um, or what she's been through. But I think that, like, uh, you know, like, the fact that she she goes low so quickly, like, the moment she feels threatened, it doesn't matter what someone has done for her. And it makes sense why she doesn't care if someone's done something for her, because she's had experiences where people have done things to her, good things for her, and then turned around and done, like, significantly worse things to her so i think that's why she doesn't care that if she goes low with like with candy or anyone else but like it's not a good trait to have and um i'm sure next season because i think she'll come back with a peach i think that she would especially andy after andy was like wow that doesn't make you want to cry a little bit because this peach kind of like filled a void in your life that you've wanted all your life just to be accepted and we've gave you the acceptance right so and then to fire uh, her, but to be like, okay, yeah, I, I think it'd be too cruel to fire her after that. But um, uh, I'm sure next season will be like, why do I do the things that I do, Doctor Ken? You know? Oh yeah, she can have her Leon Locken. Now I <laughs> now I meditate with bulls. Dong. Yep, that'll be a hundred percent it. That's gonna happen. All right. Well, we'll find out. But. That's not for another year. Next week, we'll be back with part two of the reunion. Thanks so much for being with us, everybody. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Saboni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying. Okay. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood. She only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. She's the Queen Bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.